Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes, the podcast where we take a colorful look at life, diversity, and the game of golf from the other side of the green. Over the next hour and change, you will definitely hear explicit perspectives penetrating your ear. Enjoy! Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes. I'm one half the Negro, E-Mitch, and the other half of the Negro, we have Sugar Free. How you doing, Suge? What up, what up? Chilling, man. Podcast 13? Yes, sir. Going strong, man. Going strong. We appreciate you listeners, for sure. Yes, indeed. Um, Go ahead and give us a rundown for this week. This episode, we are going to cover the Tiger News of the Week, as we always do. And to get into last week's PGA Zurich Classic and the LPGA Hugo Air Prima La Open from last week again. This week's PGA Valspar Championship and the, the LPGA HSBC Women's Championship. We're going to talk about Ryan Alford winning the APGA Tour for the first for his first career win, which is pretty which is a pretty cool story. Um, we're going to get into the front line or the front nine, our favorite down south rappers. We're going to get into the back nine and get into some more pars and prep. Talk to you about uh, what we're doing to get better. What are we hating on? Our regular weekly segment. It's going to be a good one, as always. The gigging song of the week. We're going to take you back, man. We're going to go back into Funky Ride by Outcast. From yes. Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music. Yeah, Southern Playalistic our- Cadillac Music turned 27, bro. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. We getting up there, man. Yeah, we are. You remember when you first heard that album? <clears throat> yeah. I think if I remember correctly, high school, man, just high school. I remember going to, uh, I think it was Sound Warehouse. <laughs> and grabbing that I think I had a, a tape deck at the time man. I don't think I had a CD player yet But I think I had that tape Was it a pull out? shit ride Yeah Oh boy I think I, I think I had a I think I might have had a face off by then But It was either a face off or a pull or the, it, it was one of the two man Because I have both Yeah you was a nigga in school If you if you could come in there with that pull out And pull out your whole radio And walk with it in its case And Mm -hmm. put it in your locker And if you had the face off And you'd be talking you find a way to just wave it around In front of the ladies like Hey so I'm about to go over to McDonald's real quick Or something like Mm -hmm. that you know (laughs) And you always had to slide it in sideways Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying Um, Let them know Let let it click Like you had to just like get that extra click in there Like to emphasize the click Let them know That's right and then yeah man that's long time ago Shit. it was i remember riding with train and c pipes and we were listening to that southern playlist of Cadillac music i think we were actually going to the citadel mall or chapel hill wow. i think there was like a, a carnival or something but i remember it changed how i viewed 
Southern music for sure. Mm-hmm. And Outcast put that on, you know. So I, I appreciate oh, no that. Doubt. No doubt. Yeah, we had to talk about that, man. Um, <clears throat> then we're going to do our final shout, uh, shout outs to close the show. So let's get to that Tiger News. Yes, indeed. Let's get to that Tiger News of the Week. So uh, if you're on Instagram or Twitter, everyone's talking about uh, the pictures that they've seen. So there was a couple of pictures of Tiger standing on his uh, personal golf course uh, in a a cast um, of sorts. And in um, with some crutches and his puppy and it uh, everyone got pumped up about that. And he said the course is coming along further than he is, which was kind of cool, um, but he's making progress. And then there's another picture circulating where he is sitting in a golf cart being driven by his uh, girlfriend or fiance. Um, and he's out there watching his son, Charlie. So um, it's kind of. Cool to see the big cat up. What's your thoughts? Man, I love it. Love to see him out there. And you can kind of see that, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel for that man. He can get up and he's out there trying to do regular things in life. And I think that's motivation for him to get back on on the on the links very soon. If you know, I don't I want to say soon, but you know what I mean. He's He's on his way back. He's definitely coming back for all the haters. He's coming back for sure. Fuck y'all haters. Yeah. And that wraps it up. For the Tiger News of the Week. So this past weekend, we had a couple of tournaments popping. We had the Zurich Classic, and then we had the Hugo Air Premier La Open, as you say. Um, and had some really good golf. Um, what do you think of the team format and everything that happened over this weekend with the Zurich? Like, are you a fan or you are not a fan? I'm a fan. I think that it broke up the regular kind of golf schedule. Like to see those guys out there partnered up and they were needed to rely on one another. You might, you might have skills that your partner doesn't. And I think that a lot of those guys paired up because they knew, they knew that they knew that they would have a good chance because their you know, their partner, you know, does things differently than they do. So it was, I thought it was cool to see them, you know, mix it up. And I would actually like to see more tournaments, maybe not a lot. I don't want to say a whole bunch, but maybe it's two or three times out of all the times that they play, figure out, you know, what, what, uh, what spots on the tour they can do that for. I totally agree. I, it, it was fun because it gave you a preview of the Ryder cup, but to see these guys kind of relaxed, um, having fun coming out to, to music um, yeah, that was dope. Yeah, just kind of just letting their hair down per se, you know, mm-hmm. letting their mullets down, you know, for the winners, you know, <laughs> and uh, just doing that. Some thing. of their songs was whack though. They were whack. I can't lie. There was some bullshit songs. Some of them were catering to to the Louisiana theme, which was yeah. cool, but some of them was whack. I can't lie. Yeah, I mean, they could have had someone should have came out to some Little Wayne. Um, I don't know Come if on. a lot of people out there it, it, in this tournament might be messing with Wayne like that. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I we didn't I hear any, so maybe they weren't. Maybe on their yeah. iPods they have that. No, no mystical. You definitely like getting mystical from them cats. Oh man, no Master P, no sir. You get maybe no on P. the low Master P on the low maybe. Uh maybe 
Mm-hmm. Since he makes money, he's an entrepreneur. Maybe they can kind of relate to that. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. So um, the winner was Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman, which <clears throat> actually was uh, my pick. Um, and I believe uh, my comment was they played well at Augusta and there's some chemistry there between them and their caddy, uh, their caddy. So uh, mm-hmm. if you listen to me, you got your money. But if yeah. you didn't, you a sucker. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to pay last week. I went with Finau and uh, Champ. Um, they they actually had a good two day little run, and then uh, Saturday and Sunday came, and then it was over. Yeah, it, I mean, a lot of teams. It was funny because the rotation of them it just depended on how the play was, right? So if they're playing their own ball and taking the best score, that played in. Whereas it seemed like they were a little bit like more like had the nerves when it came to alternating shots to me Um, Mm -hmm. and they were struggling because some of the shots didn't go like work well with their game. Like I did notice the Watson Scheffler uh, little combo. He was setting Bubba up to, to where Bubba could hit his left-hand shots and set it up. So it was Mm kind of cool to see that. Um, Watson. That was was, a weird pairing anyway, like the way they came together. That was kind of cold. Uh yeah, it was it was a little little cold, like you know that basically saying that nobody wants to pair with Bubba, you know that's yeah that was some cold blooded shit right there. Yeah, you like even last one, yeah, last man. one on the last one to be picked yeah, for anything. It's never good when you're that nah. last person. And and Cass was passing up the opportunity to to even play with him, which I mean I know he's got a I know he's got a sketch pass and everything there, but mm. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to end up having to chicken choke them or something. I don't know. You never know. You never know. Um, so let's flip it over to the uh, Hugo Air Premier <clears throat> Open, the women's LPGA. The winner was Brooke Henderson with four rounds um, under 70, uh, negative 16 for the tournament. And the ladies were playing some great golf out there. Actually, my pick, Jin Young Ko, was leading for a good while, and then she faded. Um I don't know. Like it seems like these ladies are getting into form and they are shooting mm-hmm. some really high scores. This is 2 weeks now. Right. Well, I mean it looked like football scores, man. I mean even in <laughs> even in the the Zurich tournament, I mean uh, you know, minus 20 wins it. I mean that's these are put these are these folks are putting up some good scores, man. Yeah, um, they are. And I just want to know for our listeners out there, are y'all ever going to see if you were ever to play a four round, like a four round um, tournament, are you ever seeing anything close to negative 20? You're saying with all four of us combined? Yeah. No. I mean, it depends on who you're playing with. You're saying no professionals, just you're taking you and your buddies out there and you're trying to score. Yeah. A, no, there's. I don't think that shit's going to happen. No, I think we could probably score. We'll score under par, but 20 under. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's for a lot. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. But it's good to see those scores. It makes it entertaining. Um, Ladies getting it. They are getting it. It actually has me. I'm loving their play. I'm I'm really in tune with the ladies, you know. So um, keep doing what they're doing out there. I love it. Um, yes, indeed. You know, the ladies usually 
have great skincare and we love when they're soft and gentle out there. But men, women don't want someone that's crusty and dusty. So in order to do that, we need to moisturize our skin. So let's hear from your eyes only aesthetics. Hey, golfer, gals and gents. This is Ashley Knight, founder and owner of For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Plan on hitting the links? Then you need sunscreen. 80% of all skin aging comes from the sun. So protect yourself while you're on the green with Image Skincare, available only through a trusted esthetician like me. When I'm outdoors, my go-to sunscreen is the Prevention Plus Daily Ultimate Protection Moisturizer, SPF 50. A friend of this podcast is a friend of mine. So enter a coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout and you will receive 20% off your order. Again, enter coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout to receive 20% off all orders. You can find us at www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Again, that's www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Lovely. I'm going to stay moisturized. Hopefully you do too. Yes, indeed. Get your moisture up. Uh, Before we get into the next topic, man, I wanted to bring up that influencer program. So that that bonus program for that the PGA was um, throwing out there. So I found out something that was pretty interesting today. Um, That story was actually leaked. They didn't mean for that story to get out. So so you mean that the PGA was trying to hide something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ain't that some shit? It is. Let's hear about it. So the interesting thing is, and I forgot, you you know, you then know the other name of that league. There was a, I think it's the Premier League of Golf or whatever. It's like the Premier Golf Championship League or something like that. That's trying to come out. Yes. So the PGA was trying to implement a way to entice golfers to stay in the PGA and only take events from the PGA instead of going to that new league. So this story actually leaked man in the media. So this is interesting. Um, But you know, the thing is, is that, you know, it, I have a question for you. Do you think this is a, do you think this is a potential, uh, do you think this is a cry for help from the PGA or do you think this is actually something smart that they did? I think they feel threatened. Right. And so it was a way for them to make sure that they're stars. Right. So what if Tiger decided, hey, I'm going to sign an exclusive deal with this new league and fuck it. I got all these jackets. You won't see me in the Masters anymore unless they want to bring that over as a part of this new league. Right. Because it's it's the branding that's there. Right. So Tiger says, hey, I'm going to get a fresh start and I'm going to go over here. And I'm going to get this money because they're offering all this money. And then DJ says, you know what? I'm going to the PGA is a little stuffy, man. Let me let me head over here. Ricky is like, hey, I'm going, you know, right. and then snowball. It's a snowball. You lose your star power. So then what does the PGA have? Right. And then they're like trying to figure this out. So they kind of had to even the playing field. But it, it's dirty that they were trying to hide it. Right. So. Were they trying to hide it because they were just going to give it? It was a basically a bonus to their stars to keep them. And it's basically based off of who they think is going to be a star versus who is and not. Who, and then who's promoting the game. Like there's all kinds of 
there's all kinds of tiers and things that you need to do, I think, and and levels that you need to hit or whatever. Like you have to have so many wins. You have to have, you know, so many, like I think appearances um, on certain things. And then you have to, those appearances have to be focused on like expanding the game. So I think in terms of what they're trying to do, I think there could be positive, but I think the way that it came out was shitty. And so they're going to have to do some PR, some damage control on that. But you know what? The one thing that I think about, and we'll get into this during the diversity section too, but what would be cool is, and I'm just saying life ain't always cool, but what I'm saying is that it would be cool if these cats that were winning took some of the money that they won off of this whatever bonus program and then funded things like the APGA and gave back. So that way that they they could promote more people to at lower levels to, to enjoy the game. I agree. Um, I'm also thinking like this new league or association that's trying to come out, it's going to provide a lot of opportunity for a lot of new golfers too. Right. That we've, we've, never seen right maybe there's a different pathway so maybe those folks that are in the APGA you know or 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 whatever programs can get a faster path to this and start getting to the money if they've got sponsors and endorsement deals and everything already out there and they're getting close to launching this league man there's going to be a lot of people running there I think competition's great competition's great it it makes it makes things improve and i think that it makes the game get better so like you were saying more people will have opportunity it's just like when you look at the ufc there's other there's other there's other like the pro fighting league there's all these other mma alternatives um there's a a guy i know i went to high school with man he has he runs one it's called sparta so he he actually runs an mma you know format um so i mean all these other ones and and competition is great because it allows more people to showcase what they can do and then allows them to get to the big stage right um i i just think it's it's gonna be um actually it may fix some stuff that's wrong with the pga like a lot of people complain about some of the shit the pga does Mm -hmm. um so we'll Will that actually fix that or will that um, not? And will the PGA become a more fun league? Everyone wants to have fun. The game is growing. We're yeah. young. We're having fun. And we got these kids coming up. They want to be fun with it. Like I understand like if you're at the Masters, there's a certain way to do it um, or whatever. But let's have some fun. Yeah. Like the, the, I think the music is a, is a way to kind of express that. And, you know, I know I, I'm joking around. I said, I don't nip out there. I'm I'm not going to do that if I was a real pro, but you know, I think that that kind of allows you to bring some personality and some kind of some swag, some, you know, some savvy to the game that you normally can't showcase. Like these are in golf, it's an individual sport, like in football, these other, these other ways, they find their they find ways to to do it right. I think in golf, these guys need to to maybe bring more of their personality out. Right. Um. We'll see. Yeah. Only time will tell. I don't know. I'm I'm excited about it. I can't lie. So yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, more power to them though for starting a new league and yeah. trying to buck the trend though. We'll see what happens, man. I mean, <clears throat> said competition brings out the best in everything. It sure does. Um, so this week we got the PGA Valspar Championship. Uh, Paul Casey was the 2019 winner um, with a minus eight overall, and he won 1.2 mil back in 19. Um, 2020, there was no tourney because of COVID, uh, but this man has the opportunity to three-peat. So we'll see We'll see uh, what happens. You think he's going to three-peat? No. Hey, I think I, there's too much time in between. I think there's guys playing better golf than him. Okay, that's true. That's that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I you know he might do well, but I think um I think there's other guys that are that are more hungry. And I could be wrong. Shit, I've been wrong most of the time. I ain't picked a winner yet. So, hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, it's it's all uh, good. You know, but uh, this uh, tournament is at the Innisbrook Resort. Which is uh, which is called Copperhead, which is in Palm Harbor, Florida. It's a par seventy-one with a total of seven thousand three hundred forty yards. This uh, purse for this weekend is six point nine million. It's a Larry Packard course that was built in nineteen seventy-four, and the first tournament was um, back in two thousand. Um, so FedEx Cup points five hundred going uh, five hundred going to the winner. Um, this week there are fans allowed, but there, there are, you gotta, it's social distancing and there are masks and, and certain requirements. So that's, that's definitely a good thing. Um, the one thing about this course is 16, 17 and 18. They call that the snake pit. Mm. Each one of each one of those holes are named after a, uh, specific snake Mm-mm. and it, it, it's supposed to get you. Mm-mm. So, what do you think about this week's uh, this weekend's turning? It's cool. Um, it should be a great performance. I know the course. Um, you have to be accurate uh, with your drive, and your short game has to be pretty tight to score well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the how the big hitters do, like DJ, um, Patrick Reed, um. JT's playing in this to kind of see how their how their accuracy is um to score well here. And as far as the snake pit, I'm out on that. You know I hate snakes. That's not it. it. Yeah. And 299 bogeys or worse in the last tournament. Can you believe that shit? Whoa. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Sounds a lot. like me. That um, would be like double bogey. Greens, though. narrow fairways. Gotta be accurate, man. So you hit the you hit sixteen, which is the moccasin. So like the water moccasin. Mm-mm. So I, mm-mm. nope. Number seventeen is the rattler. Nope. So you all kinds of rattler snakes out there. Nope. Eighteen is copperhead. No, which thank is you. the I mean the water moccasin. I think believe in the copperhead are all throughout that area where this tournament is being played. So, man. When people name stuff on the course, that means that shit is out on the course. Right. I'm good. I don't mm-hmm. want no part to that. No. I mean, good thing I got a club because at least I can I can put that between me and it. So shit. I'd always feel okay with that. That's a distraction. What are you you gonna throw it while you run? Because that's what I'm doing. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the club between me and that snake. Mm-mm. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to it, but I'm gonna keep the I'm gonna hold it between me and the snake. Them things coil up and then they can strike like three times their body. I'm good on that. On the other way, man. I'm I'll I'm a I'm gonna test my forty time that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good on that. No, thank you. We have people see snakes like when we play out here in Colorado. We see rattlers and gardener snakes and bull snakes out here. And it's crazy. I mean, Chocolate Twilight, when we played at Murphy Creek one time, he drove out. I passed it. I didn't see it, but I heard him scream. Ah! And it was a, a rattlesnake that crossed his path, and he was screaming. Oh, and shit. so you hear about stuff like that. And I've seen snakes, and it has not been cool. So, yeah, I'll I'll definitely pass on that thing. Biggest snake I saw on the golf course was uh... – Man, I want to say, yeah, I think I think it was at Castle Pines, man. I saw this big ass bull snake, and it was when it it was like it came out of these rocks and it went from one side of the one side of the tee box to the other, Mm-mm. and every every motherfucker that was on that tee box just stopped, like they didn't do shit. They let the they let it go. And didn't bother it at all. And even the even the dude that were like hit right after they saw that, bad tee shots. Terrible tee shots. Because that was a big ass snake. Yeah. I mean yeah. bull snakes kill rattlesnakes. So you gotta be a mal- bad motherfucker to kill a rattlesnake. So I'm good on that. Do that. I'll pass. Listeners, let us know. Tell us on uh tell us on our, you know, on Instagram what y'all think about that. Um and do you guys have any photos you want to share of snakes on the course? Oh, do no, that. Don't please don't to tag us. We want to see them. I'll freak out. Yeah. I'm the kind of guy that if I drive in a car and I'm in a car and I see a snake, I scream inside the car. So You're not going to run over it. No. Do you know it? Like, so I had a cousin that lives in Texas and you see rattlesnakes on the road and she would drive. And if you get caught up in your wheel, they kick up on your windshield mm. or up on your car. And I said, okay, I'll never run over one because okay. that shit. I'll I'll burn my car. <laughs> I figure. I figure as long as you ain't got your window open, man, you'd be all right. I'm good. All right. Keep. I, we have really big tires, man. So I just. I if I I figured my tires bigger than the snake. The snake's gonna lose that battle. I'll let you figure it out before I. <laughs> I can't do it. So with the picks for the Valspar. Um, there are some great players here. I mean, you've got uh, Bubba Watson playing, Louis Ushtizen, Sun J M, um, Victor Hovland, Patrick Reed, Corey Connors, Dustin Johnson, and Justin Thomas all in the field this week. So some big names out there playing. Um, I went out and got some of our guest picks from our guests from past shows. So, Matty Ice took Sun J M, not a bad pick. Okay. Booga Sugar took Corey Connors or Sun J M. So uh-huh. they're on the Sun J M train. Yeah, y'all are y'all must be taking my you guys must be on my computer somehow and getting my fucking notes. <laughs> Over both my picks. MD, the good doctor, is on Patrick Reed and Sam Burns. Dude, Patrick Reed, dude. I, Y'all know how I feel about. That I know game. you're gonna say something. I know you you're, you dislike him, but it's an interesting pick because he can play well, and you never know. The nature he likes boy to pick up balls. Yeah, well, 
Yeah. Quit, but stop touching your balls, dude. Leave them alone. Leave your balls alone, brother. Yeah, leave it there, bro. Uh, the Nature Boy chose JT or Hovland, which I'm on the JT train. I, I dig what's going on with him. You know, he had a lot of controversy and loss, so I'm with it. Dan the Answer Man, Patrick Reed, Terrell Hatton, and his dark horse is Louis Oosthuizen. Oosthuizen. Mm-hmm. Louis. They were in it last week. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the Matoki Marauder, Godwin, Joe Paul, Casey, Chocolate Twilight, Hovland, or Zach Johnson, and B. Cole is on the Corey Connors and Sun J.M. train. So, yeah, right there with them. So go ahead and release your picks. I'm pretty sure they're already out there. I know mine are out there. So, uh, yeah. what's your pick? Sung Dam and Corey Connors. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Corey Connors. Um, he's accurate with his driver. Um, and he's actually played well these last few months. And he's been fuego for sure. I feel like he's due. Like almost – like you feel like there's guys on the cusp, like they're they're right there, like Tony Finau right there, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, you know Corey Connors right there a lot, and he's got good approach shots. He he's got good iron play, so I'm he can. I like the way he shaped shots. He did he did some of that at Augusta, and just yeah. as a person who's trying to just get consistent, man, to be to have the ability to shape your. Sh- like that's next level shit for me. That is true. Um, my sleeper is going to be Paul Casey with the three peat. Let's see if he can do it. Mm-hmm. That would be fun to see. I mean, he did went back to back. So why not? Seems like he knows his course pretty well. So uh, maybe he'll have so, a leg up on everyone. Huh? So you think I got a story for you. Do you think uh, so? Paul Casey, right? So do you think I'm going to ask you if he'll do something like this? So I remember hearing a story about Michael Jordan like it might have even been um it was against the Washington Wizards like there was a series against them and this dude before the game the Washington win- the Wizards had to like walk by where Jordan and Pippen were at one point and they're smoking a lit cigar before the game yikes and then Jordan allegedly walks in their locker room before the game and says who's on me tonight with the same cigar and then walks back out <laughs> and then goes out there, lights them up and they win the series. So do you think it would be cool if, if Casey did some shit like that with smoking a cigar as the cats is walking in to the uh, clubhouse? I mean, he went back to back, but let's, let's not get carried away. He's, he's not tiger. I can see tiger <laughs> doing some shit like that. Right? Like which one of you suckers is coming out here to tee off with me today, but nobody, not, nobody, but Paul Casey, like I just don't see it in him. No, but, but that would be some cold shit to do, though. It would be. Yeah. Shit, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Should be a good tournament. We'll be watching it. Golf Channel, your your usually coverage. One of your apps, flip through the 20 of them, and you'll get some kind of coverage depending on where it was sold at. I don't know. So enjoy that. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Next up. Yeah, man. Next up, we got the HSBC Women's Championship. Um, it should be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, uh, Sentosa Golf Club. Uh, it's a Tangjong course, Singapore. Um, Frank Pinnock design course, founded in 1974. It's a par 72. 
6,718 total yards. Um, the tourney started in 2008. Um, purses 1.6 million. There was no tourney in 2020 due to COVID. Um, Sung Young Park was the 2019 winner. Uh, limited fans due to COVID restrictions. Um, so my question is, is at this course, are the golfers going to put up crazy numbers? What are your thoughts? Like double digits. Well, the weather's supposed to be good. I guess this weekend I was, as I was reading up on this one, doing some studying up um, and you're going to have six out of the top 10 female golfers there. So I think that that always is going to, push up the scores. Um, I think you're going to see, I don't know if you're going to see in the twenties, but I think you might see in the high, in the high teens, but I think it'll, it'll be real cool because this is uh this is two, there's going to be two events um, for the LPGA that kick off in Asia. So this is the first one and then they'll have a, another one. Um, I don't know if it's next week, but it might be the, the week after as well, but I think it's pretty cool trying to expand the game um, across the region. You see a lot of, um, there's a lot of talent coming from, you know, all the other countries, you know, China, Japan. Um, and actually, if you look down um, across the Asia Pacific uh, region, also um, New Zealand and Australia, they have some golfers that are coming up uh, from a female perspective. They're really good. So, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be, it'll be cool. And they'll, you know, a lot of them, um, you know, will be showcased and, and I think highlighted. I don't think you're going to see a lot of golfers cross the pond, um, you know, go across the pond this week. Um, but you, you're going to see a lot of up and coming golfers that they can they can do some work. So, what's your pick? Who's your pick? I'm going to go with Lydia Ko. Okay. Who is uh, seven to one, and also Danielle Kang. I think she's been close a couple times, and um, you know, I think uh, I'm, I'm going to throw those two out there. See, see what they do. Well, I'm going to get on that. Been on fire too, man. Yeah. I'm going to get on the Danielle Kang thing, but she's my sleeper. My pick is, as I went with last week, Jin Young Ko. Uh, played well last week. Let's see what she does this week. Maybe she'll close oh. it out and take the win. So I'm going to stick with her, um, look for her to place well. Um, mm-hmm. But I do like the Danielle Kang as my sleeper. Um, just something about her. I like it. So we'll see. Yeah. And one one thing about that this tournament too that it's cool had it, I just thought it was something different that you don't really hear about from golf tournaments. Well, maybe like the waste management one because they talked about sustainability and you know the environment and stuff. Well, this this is actually a tournament where they do focus on st- uh, sustainability and they focus on the environment. So the cool part about it is there was um, there was a, a group of the golfers that they took and they learned about. Um, all the efforts that this golf course does to, you know, be a sustainable golf course. So I thought that was something different. Um, You don't always hear about golfers taking time away to hear about, you know, where they're playing and kind of what the cause is. And, but I just thought that was a different approach. What do you think? I like it. Anything that can benefit or do something for someone else or the economy or for the, for a country or our world, I'm with it. So Whatever you're doing, do it, help it, save it, do something. Put your passion behind it. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So speaking of passion, we have a passion for music. And um, we've been giving up these lists every week about different hip hop 
and regions of hip hop and R&B music and all kind of stuff and things that maybe you guys can take and put on your list. And so this week we're going to talk about our favorite down south rappers and the south got something to say. The south got something to say. Andre 3000 with that. The south got something to say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I um, do. They do. A lot of people hate on the south. I'm not a, a, a person that's going to say I'm I've ever hated on the South. Like it just took a little bit to grow. Like it takes a lot to grow on people. Right. Like it just depends on where you're from, what region. Right. So there was the East Coast versus West Coast battle. Right. And so in the Midwest, we caught it all. So we were just a fan and you just gravitate. I mean, there was cats from Carl Springs wearing Timberlands and and had fronts in their mouth and saying, yo, son, you know, and and they grew up in Carl Springs. I'm like, uh, what's going on, player? Um, and uh, the Yankees do not have a farm team anywhere near Colorado. And uh, <laughs> B. Coles will attest to that because he's had to travel to go see his team. So um, it's just interesting. Yeah. If you're not a real fan, like I, you know, you ask like, so here, here's my, here's always my thing, man. I used to ask cats. I used to fuck with people, man. I'd be like, Who's who's on that team? And then it would be silence. And then they would be like, "Fuck you." Yeah. And I'd be laugh. I'd just get a laugh out of that shit because I think it's funny. Well, they were just wearing the Yankees hat just to be I like Jay Z or somebody. You know, you know how I it know. goes. So let's get into this nine favorite Southern rappers. We may get some hate on this, but this is our list. So if you don't like it, you know, make up your own list or kiss our ass. Build, it don't matter. Build your own. Yeah, build your own. Um, so, Reg, go ahead and throw out your nine Southern rappers that you you throw on in the truck with your subs and and have it beaten. Man, I gotta go with with my boys who always throw them country rap tunes out there. UGK. So that for me covers both Bun B and Pimp C. Uh, Pimp C is one of the dudes that I just go to. He's he's a to me, he's an entertainer. Um, I just love his spirit. I love what he did for the culture. And that's what I love about about Southern rap. I think that they brought a different essence and vibe to music because I felt like they were closer to things that that we all see, but they saw on a different level from like a, you know, a, a civil rights perspective. So I think a lot of that soul and things that you saw from the South I think I think a UGK, I think a Goody Mob, right? So mm-hmm. those are two two for me that stand out. Um, Ti, um, Outcast, Luda, mm-hmm. um, Rick Ross, yes, um, Scarface. I think I might be getting close here. Yep. Uh, Missy Elliott, because Virginia is Southern. Yep. Um, and I gotta go, Killer Mike. Because okay. I think he does a lot for the culture. I think that he does a lot for people that don't have no voice um, through the music and then what he does in the community. So I think Killer Mike to me is a uh, he's beyond rap, but I, th- I think he's one of my favorites. But I have a couple I'm going to just throw in there. Um, Jeezy. I, I, did I say Jeezy? Nope, you didn't. But oh, okay. So Jeezy's on my he's on he's on my list uh, uh-huh. just kind of as a as an ad. Uh, Devin the dude, <laughs> that's my nigga, man. My the Devin the dude, 
just be talking about shit I relate to. So I love him. If you've never heard of Devin the Dude, go out there and listen to his whole catalog because he's wild and he's funny and he brings a comical side to rap, but he's got some bangers. He's been on songs that you would never even know, and he might have done the hook for it. And you you might never know. Truth. But Devin the Dude has been in the game for a long time. Uh, Mystical um, and 2 Chains, Lil Wayne. All right. Yep. So my top nine, uh, I started with uh, at the bottom, Ludacris, because people don't give give Chris a little credit. They don't give him enough, but he can come with the bars and get it going. Eight ball and MJG. We used to slap oh, them yeah. something super hard back in the day. Yeah. Um, that space age pimping is something else. Me and chocolate, chocolate twilight used to get down on that. Shit's still relevant till this day. Man, I'm throwing Master P in there, and you can throw the whole Master P crew. Just Master P, period, just founding that shit and putting out CDs from all his artists every week. So we always had something fly to listen to. Uh, T.I., the king of the South, like he got it going, um, especially after he got out of trouble. Um, that album was crazy, and then he was in the movie with Nunu. So and who don't like Nunu? She was beautiful. Uh Goody Mob. Is. Yeah. Goody Mob. I'm going with them. Righteous ahead of their time. Always speaking. Good shit to say. And they all can go out single, like by themselves and do shit. I mean, people have heard of CeeLo Green doing his shit and he'd be out there getting it. So uh he's part for you young folks. He was part of Goody Mob. Uh yeah. UGK, of course, real pimp music from the from the South. Uh Port Arthur, Texas, I believe. Uh, real niggas yes Lil Wayne I threw in there uh the young Lil Wayne he was tough you know I don't mm-hmm. know about this Wayne we got now it's a little rough. yeah we, he's a little suspect a little suspect two is Scarface man Scarface has bars he was part of one of my favorite groups out there and uh he just just did his shit you know how you can be aside of Bushwick Bill and and still stand out with your bars and when he went solo and and went to Def Jam he just really found his stride out there um and then Outkast Andre 3000 and Big Boy Big Boy don't get enough credit for his lyrics and shit but he goes hard a lot of people and he's still making music and traveling and selling out tours Andre probably in the top five MCs out there he can go hard he says a lot of clever stuff uh just real cool dude but uh these days he's playing flutes and chilling so don't blame them i mean they've they've went diamond a couple of times so why mm-hmm. not um you evolve man scarface so. though a quick story about star scarface man i saw that i was able to see that dude um in person at a very small venue um man i can't remember there's a i can't remember the name of the concert hall but it's here in denver it's it's a real small summit music hall that's where i saw him saw Scarface at the Summit Music Hall, man, <laughs> and was able to, like, even dap the dude up. Nice. Like, while he was on stage and shit, it was just like, I think he was doing Mary Jane, and I was, like, right there by the stage. It was me and my cousin Travis, man, and we were sitting in there just chilling, and there weren't even a lot of people in there. There was probably, man, I want to say maybe a 100 people in there, in the whole venue. Haters. And man, he rocked he rocked it, yo. Like he 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 did a good show, man. Um 
And I just remember that Scarface is dope. So I agree with you on that. Some of my honorable mentions are just like people's sleepers and shit. Um, David Banner. Mm. Um, Zero. I like yeah. him. He he features on a lot of shit. Um, and then a couple for the the young people out there because they, they be on a lot of shit and have a lot of influence. Future is doing his shit. People can't hate on him. He does his shit. And then Young Thug. I mean, a lot of people going to be on that and say, what? But for the young people, that's what they listening to. And when you listen to his latest shit, it's a big deal. Like, they really make it like it's a huge deal that he dropped this album. And there are some dope-ass cuts on there. And I have to admit it, and I know some people going to beat up on it. But there, hey, sometimes you can't be the old flea all the time and stay in your lane. You got to be like, it's okay to come out your shell and listen to some new shit every once in a while. It's okay. I just have to listen to Young Thug shit more than once. Like most of the time I could listen to a, a song and be like, I could pick up on a, a lyric and be like, oh, that was dope. And then I'll go back and listen to it a couple of times. I actually got to go back and listen to this nigga shit a couple of times just to understand <laughs> what he's going, like what he's saying, dog. People love he, his shit. He's like he's a good. star. He's good. He's clever. He's really clever. I like the way that he he be saying some shit. People get thrown off by how he's dressing and wearing women's pearls and shit like that. Hey, he's doing it, and the young people are yeah. on it. So girls so, is worth some money, man. But I just don't. You ain't gonna see. You ain't gonna see this flea rocking no pearls, dog. No, no fleas. I'm not rocking the pearls. But every once in a while, man, you just gotta listen to your <laughs> to some shit. You know, it's okay. <laughs> it's cool. Right. So, hey, any of y'all listeners? Any of y'all got a set of pearls? <laughs> send us the picture we want to see that shit <laughs> nice <laughs> well that is our um south side south got something to say. um section of our top nine um we have a diverse taste in music but we also like to talk about diverse news topics so rich go ahead and tell us about ryan alford man this this brother um won his first APGA tour event. Um, again, uh, this event was in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, you know, and, and the APGA is a, is a, is a nonprofit organization. Um, it was founded in uh, 2008 and they're really trying to highlight diversity in golf. Um, and they have like a, and we've talked about Charlie Stifford before, but they have a development program where they try to bring in, um, you know, amateurs, um, new golfers, and then try to develop pro, you know, pe- people that want to be potential pros. So they do a lot of different things to give people opportunity to play the sport, um, you know, and, and allow these guys to, to, you know, actually be members of the APGA. Um, so it's just cool, man, to see that they're doing this um, and to see this man, um, go out there and, and put it in. He, he's, you know, put in a lot of effort and, uh, um, to get his first win. And the cool thing about the, well, the cool thing about it is what he said, like he was saying that, you know, just to keep it simple, like he was, he wanted to keep things simple. And I think that is, that is something that all golfers need to do, but to hear a man who's been grinding for a long time, uh, he's 24 years old, but he's been on a grind. Um, and he won, he only won 7,500 for that, for that tourney win. Amen. So, I mean, there's a lot about to unwrap with the APGA, right? So um, they do good things. But like you said, that purse, 
you know, the average purse for a tournament is $25,000. So it's split up, which is a a little tough, right? But it's good money and it helps some of the amateurs. So uh, some money is better than no money. So hello, I'll take that. But these cats, I mean, think think about the grind they're on too, right? Like these cats, they have real jobs, but they play a lot of their a lot of their game is they're practicing on weekends, they're playing in tournaments on weekends, they're taking time off of work to go play. Um, you know, these shot, you know, a special shout out, uh, shout out to these guys because I think that they're doing more and having to deal with a lot more um, on their plate. Agreed. And if yeah, you, man. I mean, you can become a member of the APGA, which is Advocates Professional Golf Association. Go to their website and check it out. Now, I will say that they get a lot of help from BlueGolf.com. So you can find the scores, uh, any of the anything about the tournaments that are being played, who won the purses and stuff, on APGATour.BlueGolf.com, and I actually had a couple of questions for you, Shug. So do you think that we would benefit from having this on a channel like BET or something like that, right? Because mm-hmm. they played those, the other football games from the uh, HS, you know, historically black colleges and yeah. stuff like that. And so, you know, why not throw golf on there for a weekend instead of having to watch Friday or the next Friday for the 10th time. Right. I think it would be more, it would be, you know, a better option for programming. Right. And I think it wouldn't, it actually, you know, when you think about it, it would open up more jobs. Right. So you have people that can actually go out there and commentate and learn about the game. And there might be sportscasters, you know, coming fresh out of college that don't have opportunities. To me, that would be a great opportunity to say, all right, BET is going to cover this and let's go put the young folks in these, in these positions, let them get their experience up. So that way they have something to put on their resume. So I, I love that idea. And if I see this out here, y'all better give us credit on don't be alarmed. We're Negroes. Yes, please cut the check. Um, I agree with you. Um, I just, I just want to see more of it. Right. And just not seeing the scores or doing something like that. Like, Put it out there. What's it? What's it harming? And we need to get more sponsors and stuff because twenty five thousand dollars is uh, really not a lot for these guys. After you tax that, mm-hmm. it's going to be well, a problem. And, and that's the thing, too. Like I look at all these millions of dollars of of winnings that are that are, you know, on the PGA Tour. And when I look at sponsorship, when I look at their sponsorship page, OK, Lexus, the PGA Tour, Farmers Insurance the PGA and then there's a couple rental car places and I ain't going to mention their names cause you'll understand in a minute. <laughs> but anyway, these are big sponsors, man. And I think that there are golfers out there that maybe if they were to win some of that bonus money, maybe to promote the game of golf, they could donate some of that money to this nonprofit so that they can get better. Yes. And offer more money. So that way it's a, it's more, it's a better opportunity. So, you know, we're out here playing and grinding. We're weekend warriors or, you know, Mathis's case, my boy, man, he's out there grinding during the week. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just think of, you have to, 
work a full-time job, but you're also trying to promote your amateur career. That's tough, man. So I, it, it would be nice to just see some of these folks who are in better positions to say, look, I was grinding at one point. Let me give back. Or, or maybe it's not even giving back. Like they don't even have to donate money. Could they donate time? Could they go teach these folks? And maybe they're doing some of that on the low and we don't, we never hear about it. Who knows? Right. True. But I think there's just opportunity there. I agree. But keep grinding out there. APGA. We love what you're doing. We hope that you can get all this success and keep pushing people. And uh, Ryan Alfred, congrats to you. Uh, appreciate yep. what you're doing. That's pretty cool. Um, and let's go on to our pars and preps. And pars and preps, or our back nine, is brought to you by Nerdy Gentlemen because we are nerdy about golf. So let's hear about them. Are you nerdy by nature? Head over to TheNerdyGentleman.com, the home of the periodic tea for the freshest nerdy gear. Nerdy Gentleman aims to inspire you to embrace your inner nerd. Use promo code ALARMED and save 20% on your order. That is TheNerdyGentleman.com. Man, I love nerdy shit, man. Just just love it. And I nerd out about golf. Everyone nerds out about something. So we nerd out about golf on this show. Um, we nerd out about anything diverse. Um, and actually, shout out to turmeric and tequila, man. We was we yeah. the Negroes were featured and a guest on turmeric and tequila. And we got nerdy about generation narratives and got to chop it up, man. And it's a great show. Shout out to KO. Shout out to the the black Barbie, man. And and it was a, just a cool experience on there. Great conversation. And, um, you know, this. Again, you know, that was a a beautiful thing, man. So, you know, we started this podcast thing, had to just, you know, wanted to be able to get our voices out there and to be able to join somebody else's voice and what they're doing. That was cool, too. So, you know, thank you for that opportunity. That was that was that was awesome. Yes, indeed. Appreciate you. So pars and preps. I have a few questions we're going to throw out there. Um, You know, last week we kind of talked about how we were prepping some of the things that we do and we're going to flip it. We're just going to talk about a couple of things and just see what your opinion is. And I know people think about this all the time. So uh, first question, is it whack to rock red on Sundays like tiger? Um, Is it going too far? Um, Even when people wear the mock turtlenecks and shit. So uh, thoughts on that, Suge? (laughs) Um. I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's whack. I just think it's, I think it's just kind of cliche, right? I think if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it and you suck, then you have no business. You might as well just go ahead and put another (laughs) fucking shirt on dude or have another one with you. Cause if you start sucking during that, whatever you're playing that round and you're still wearing that shirt and you're like plus 30, you know, Hey, it happens, yeah. but he brought us to the game of golf. So I can't lie. I brought, I have a bunch of red shirts and sometimes like if I wear them, like our, the hard knock slice, shout out to the hard knock slice boys. We, our tournaments are on Sunday. So if I wear a red shirt out there, people are probably looking at me like this motherfucker thinks he's Tiger Woods out here. Some cold <laughs> shit. You know, they're judging you if you wear red yeah, on they, Sunday. And now why I'm laughing because I just bought a fucking red shirt too. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought one. 
so I mean, I can't. I'm not gonna say that you know you shouldn't have one in your wardrobe, but I think if you're gonna go out here and if it's like if you're in a tournament and if you're out here doing big things and you know if you're sitting up here trying to show out, then I think you better be able to back it up with your game. I totally agree, but I mean. Yeah. Shit, red is my. That's my pleasure. Yep, I like that red. So why not? <laughs> why not? I'm with you on that shit. Um, so spring golf, like we're getting into spring golf in Colorado, and I mean the courses are not in pristine shape yet, but they're getting there, and they punch the green. So should you have to pay full price to play on the two, like the before course before it's like great? Or, you know, should pay half or full? What do you think? I think it would be worth giving a discount because I've already, I've played on a couple courses and the shit is crunchy out there. Like when you're walking across the grass and it's like, you know, you just hear all the crunch and everything is flying around. Nothing slows down. You know, um, when you hit shots, they're moving all over the place. So I definitely think, you know, some kind of a discount would be great, but they got to get paid too. We've been through a pandemic, so I don't know. I feel that. I mean, you got and and the game has grown because you can't go out and buy clubs or or carriers or anything because everyone is out golfing right now. So they know they they can get their money. But that brings me to the next question. So we're paying all this money to play a round of golf. Should a bucket of balls be included for free for the price of your round? Yes. I agree. And I think it's, I mean, it's just another way for them to get money. Like if you're just out there hitting balls and pay for it, but if you have a round, go ahead and give us a small bucket. It's not hurting you. Come on, man. Yeah. 20 balls ain't shit. Yeah, please do that. Um, If you're out on the course, are you a guy that likes music or no music? I'm a music guy. And I'll play it. And um, I know I back in the day, right before music was even like a thing out there, we were starting to see it a little bit here and there. Um, some of the homies, like you play with them, they're like, oh, I, I can't play with the music and shit. Now they play music themselves. Um, um, but I enjoy the music, just don't have it like ear deafening or whatever. But it's good to come out and have fun. We're not pros. Uh, let's enjoy. So you music or no music? You know, it's it's interesting. So I'm music. I'm I love music when I'm playing because I feel like it relaxes me a little bit. But if I'm at the range, I don't want to hear that shit. I really don't. <laughs> it's weird. In it your might, headphones, it might, I might be weird, but for me, I'm trying to concentrate. I'm trying to get my swing right. The last thing I want to like, I I went um, earlier. I went I actually just over the weekend. And this dude was sitting there rocking like the full avalanche game. And it was loud as fuck. And everyone just started looking around at like, what the fuck is this dude like playing this so loud for? Wait, We're minute. not, we're not in the Pepsi center. Uh, on He was playing it on a speaker. Were you at Murphy Creek? I was dog. Hey, man, it was actually the same dude. It was the same, the same dude playing this shit. Fucking dude. He was now playing that I shit. Think about it, it was the same fucking dude. This guy, he has no, a hey, no boundaries. He said, fuck it. Y'all gonna yeah, listen to this shit, shit. His shit is so loud. And all I hear is McKinnon, you know, McKinnon wins the face off. <laughs> and, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, God damn, dog, I'm trying to hit this. I'm trying to hit a perfect swing or trying to just get my swing. It's not perfect. That's why I'm trying to get it there. 
Um, and it just, it just, it bothers me. Like, so for me, I think, you know, I'm all about the music when we're playing, but if I'm practicing, man, I need to, I kind of need to concentrate. I don't want to hear it. Uh, what do you think about, um, tracking your handicap? Like some people are like, Hey, I'm just out here having fun. Some people are trying to get better. Um, I'm a, a fan of tracking our handicap and then in, in our hard knock slice tournament, we do track our handicaps and that's how we're seated and that's how we're matched up every week. So uh, what's your thoughts on tracking your handicap? I think it's, I mean, I know we have to do it for the, for the league. So I'm in for that, but I'm, I'll be focused more on it at the end of the summer. Makes sense. Yeah. Cause you, you don't want to see that you got a handicap of like something ridiculous. Right. And then you, I mean, we're capped in our, in our league and there's a couple of people in our in our league that have hit that cap for sure so yeah i don't want to be i'm I'm, i know i'm be close to the cap so i'm trying to get away from that shots fired i know they're gonna say that so um so and the last question i have for for us to think about so tony romo has been playing golf a little while he's retired from football he was in the booth doing all these things and he got an exemption to play in a tournament. He's actually won some, some pro tournaments. Uh, what do you think about him getting the exemption over other, uh, players that are grinding versus him just getting it because he's Romo? Well, I think it would be cool only in one way is if he would stop commentating. So if he would play more golf <laughs> and stop commentating NFL football, I think I might be okay with that. He's actually but, pretty good. At, I don't know what you is. think. He 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 knows what he's speaking about, and sometimes I'd be like, man, he'd be looking at the plays, and I'm like, man, shut up. He be, yeah, he just telling be the plays. Too much shit. Yeah, like for me, sometimes like he defers to other people. Like so, when he's commentating, he kind of like I, I feel like he's skating by, like he's in the booth. So he's he's waiting for someone else to say something. So that's why I'm like, I and and that's all, man. I mean, I, I think he's like he's an okay commentator to me. I think there's better ones out there. He he got a but, check, 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 big bag. Go he got a big bag and a big check. He though. did, he did. And then I think I think if he could play golf, then let your let your play speak. But if you're getting an exemption over somebody who may have deserved it more than you, I think that's fucked up. Fair, I think so too. Um, we know who you are, Tony, you play in the celebrity ones. Sometimes the corn fairy, whatever you're doing out there is cool, but, uh, let one of these other cats, the APGA guys, let, let one of them cats get in there, man. Let them get an opportunity that are really trying to grind and make this their thing. Maybe Romo's trying to make this his shit. I don't know. And I'd, and I'd be cool with that. I'd be, I'd be cool to watch Tony Romo play golf, man. I mean, I'd like to, I mean, I think he would, I think it's, I think for guys like that, the comp- the competition, the, the their spirit, they need to do something different. Like I feel like he's not, and then maybe that's where I'm talking about. I don't feel like he's challenged doing the commentating thing. You know what I mean? Like Fair. you're sitting there talking about something you've already done, and I kind of feel like it's sometimes he gets bored with that shit. Yeah. So maybe so. I don't know. That's yeah. just uh, just a thought. You got a good point. It's it's better that than him playing for the cowgirls. So oh well. Yeah. Um, but I, you know what, man, shot, you know, I've, I have a young cousin. Well, he's really, you know, he's, he's getting in there. He's a, he's gotta be in his, yeah, he's in his thirties now, but he's a, he loves the Cowboys, man. 
And I used to love when Romo played for them because I could always win money <laughs> off of my cousin, man. And I don't mean I didn't mean to because I know he was so about his team and I was so about the Broncos that there was a there was a moment where we were betting like every season and he lost like a couple seasons in a row. But I kept telling him, man, every time we bet, are you sure you guys have Tony Romo? Are you sure? And he'd be like, yep, I'm in it. Let's let's get the bet. And we had Peyton Manning. I was like, you sure? You want to go total wins? You don't want to do that. So I gave him a chance, you know, so. But, uh, hey, to all the Tony Romo fans out there, we know, we know some, you know, whatever. Yeah, we get it. And speaking of football, we love football. The draft is coming up tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night for all you NFL people. And it inspired us. And so uh, look out for the Red Cup Boys podcast coming uh, this fall for all your fantasy football and all your sports needs. So look Mm -hmm. out for the Red Cup Boys. Um, We'll have a range of characters on there talking about uh, all kind of sports, fantasy football, fantasy basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever you can think about um, just to cover everything outside of golf. So uh, Red Cup Boys coming soon. That's going to be so, so dope. Yeah, it'll be a good time. So that swings us to what are we hating on this week? Hey, 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 hey. And there's a lot of things to hate on. But week to week, you know, we have some people come on here and they say, hey, I don't have anything to hate on. And I, I admire that. But there's something that bothers someone every week. And so we're going to air those grievances now. So, Suge, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Yeah, I mean, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. So, go ahead. Um, you know, I'm trying to be cool with people at work and stuff. But I will tell you, man, the one thing that I'm sick of, and I think I've kind of talked about or alluded to this before, is them pass it on, motherfuckers. You know, if I come to you and I know in your department, this is what you guys specialize in. And I ask you for something and I, it needs to be done. Uh Oh, I feel that. I think we lost Suge. All right. Well, I will go with my hating of the week here. Um, and I have a couple of things. Finger, oh, because hold on one sec, Shug. You 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 cut out for a second, brother. Okay. Um, but now go ahead. I think we can hear you clearly. So I'm back. Yep, you're so back. I'm done with these pass it on people at work. So if I come to you for a problem and we need to we need to fix something soon, let's get it done. I don't need you to pass it on to three and four fucking people before we can get it done when I know you're the person that can get it done. So I'm sick and tired of passing on motherfuckers. If you are a passing on motherfucker and you see me coming, go the other way. Cause we're going to have problems, <laughs> but I got to be cool at work. So I'm not going to, it's not like I want to be, I just, I'm just sick of that shit, man. So the other thing I want to talk about is I, I brought up rental cars before on this show. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to, I just want to say, uh, that rental car companies are out here just trying to put their money or just trying to put their hands in motherfuckers' pockets. I had a situation where I was uh, guaranteed a rental car 
it was supposed to be an economy rental car. They didn't have any economy rental cars. So I was allegedly bumped up to a free upgrade to get a full size. So I took that car, took the opportunity. They fucked up. They didn't have anything for me at the time. So they discounted everything and it worked out with my insurance. So before and after I dropped this car off, I asked them, will there be any charges? No. Okay. (laughs) So I take you at your fucking word. So I start looking at looking through, you know, smart folks look through their bank statements. Look through the statement and I see a fucking charge from Enterprise Rental Car. Mm-mm. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I immediately call these cats. It wasn't right then, but I couldn't. Well, they weren't open then. So I had to wait till the next morning. Called, called the dude. He wanted to fucking argue with me. So I basically told him, I said, I'm going to put you in my shoes for a minute. And I told him, I want you to listen to the story, man. And if you don't agree with the story after, then I'll hang up the phone. Told him what happened. And at the end of the story, I said, you guys need to go ahead and run me my bread. I agree. And what they did was they ran me my motherfucking bread. Good. But I still am hating on Enterprise Rental Car and pass it on, motherfuckers. I agree with that. Um, I'm hating on a couple of things this week. So I'm at the store. I think it was yesterday. And I've been down to get some hot tamales because that's my my cheat candy. I love hot tamales. And I'm bending down and this lady passes me and she stops right next to me. So she's not respecting my space with COVID. So I look to my right and it's sandal season. And this lady's feet were not ready for sandal season. And I was not ready to see those feet like that. And the feet was all over and it was not sandal season. It was time to put those back in the sneaker season. And uh mm. looked like she was be walking on hot glass, brother. I, I don't know what was going on, man. But I'm going to tell you, ladies out there, petties are a must. Um, keep your toes right. Um, you know, I'm like red man. I like a lady that keeps her feet right. And everything like that. And I almost lost my meal ticket looking at them, them Skywalker <laughs> jammers, man. She, she was not ready for sandal season. So, and, and you Negroes out there too, brothers. Hey, don't be scratching the sheets, man. Follow your shit and cut your toenails, man. You can't be out there looking like a Jabberwocky brother. I mean, get on, get on out there and get that. Mm-hmm. Um, my second thing I'm hating on, and it's not really hate. It's more of an advice thing is Nike needs to link back up with the Bryant estate. And the reason why I say this is because they, if, if you read the news, they went their separate ways. Kobe's contract was over and there were certain things that Vanessa Bryant and the estate wanted to do and wanted people to have the shoes and be more affordable and have a lot of the shoes out there. And so uh, they broke that, that tie there. And, the estate has filed for all these different brands, branding names and stuff like that. And I'm a little worried that we're going to get a version of a Kobe that we get with the shacks at Walmart. Now I can't imagine that we're going to have Kobe's hanging out in Walmart just to make them affordable and have everyone have them. Um, So Nike, go ahead and chit chat, please chit chat with Vanessa and the family. 
and the lawyers and get this right. Or Bryant's, I, I doubt you're listening, but if you are and you hear us Negroes here, man, go ahead and run back over to Adidas, man, where you guys started with the crazy eights and get it popping, man, over there. But please do not do this to yourself. And that is all I am hating on this mm-hmm. week. So that wraps it up for our hey, 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 haters section of the week. Um, and so we'll hate on that stuff and then we'll go ahead and release it to the the upper room. So now it's gone. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, Rich, go ahead and talk to us about the golf gig and song of the week. Man, so we talked about, you know, our favorite Southern rappers giving us, uh, you know, blessing us with with uh, hit after hit after hit. But we're going to take you all back to uh, to one of our favorites. Um, and this is Funky Ride by Outkast. And y'all know that this is we mentioned it earlier. This is um, a cut from the Southern playlistic Cadillac music cut. They came out in the late 90s, man. So enjoy. Yes, indeed. And just a quick thing about that album. There were so many hits on it. Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music had Players Ball, which was originally a Christmas song. So you look that up and Google it. It was a Christmas song and it was on a LaFace Christmas album and they switched it over. That's how they got their notoriety because they were signed with LaFace Records. And uh, I mean, they got a lot on this this album. Hootie Who. um, crumbling herb uh just a lot but we wanted something to just to relax you so we chose funky ride so here we go funky ride is it man smooth with it smooth with it man makes me want to go get a caddy right now mm-hmm. man yes indeed well that was a great episode we had no guests and it was just you and me me 
and you. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And we so, appreciate y'all, man. The listeners, though. Yeah, man, for real. So uh, go ahead and uh, give some shout outs, Shook. Yeah, always to the fam. Um, to you, my brother, um, for, you know, pushing this thing out there, for putting our voices out there, for doing big things. And um, shout out to the crew. Um, looking forward to the Red Cup, boys. That's going to, that's a, uh, that's going to be some hot fire. Yes, um, indeed. So stay tuned for that. Um, also, I uh, want to welcome to Denver, Mr. Teddy. I always cover Bridgewater. Okay. <laughs> so, Drew, you got some competition, man. So may the best QB win. And, um, you know, the Broncos might not be done. So we're going we're gonna to find out what happens. But I also, um, on a serious note, I also want to give a quick – um, you know, um, rest in peace to uh, Della Sandoval, my friend, my friend's mother who passed away. Um, she was a saint. She always looked out for kids in the neighborhood. And I feel if it weren't for people like her, a lot of kids wouldn't be where they are today. So, you know, shout out to her and rest in peace. Yes, indeed. I want to shout out my fam, Bam. Thank you for letting me record and taking the time, of course. Shout out to the Bushwood Country Club. Uh, shout out to Hard Knock Slicers. Uh, shout out to Turmeric and Tequila. Appreciate mm-hmm. you. And yes. uh, shout yeah, out to our, you. yeah, man. Shout out to our dope ass listeners who uh, keep listening and, and messing with your boys. So uh, we, we appreciate you. Uh, Should go ahead and wrap us up. Hey, as we always tell you, man, take care of yourself, but also take care of each other. And with that, we want to tell you peace and love. Hurrah.